Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, I am answering your questions like, what happens if Ryan Tannehill balls out in 2022? Also, how are the Titans going to handle Dylan Radins and his spot on the offensive line? I'm answering those questions and even more on a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I am going to get into the mailbag, answer your guys' questions. I got a ton of stuff from the folks over on Twitter. Thank you for sending those in. I'm going to dive into your questions, but I'll also be taking some questions from the live chat on YouTube as well. Before we dive into today's Twitter Tuesday, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content uh, on all platforms all year round and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching. Right now, you can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. You can follow the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with that being said, I'm going to dive into your guys' questions. And I got... um, I got a a really good question here that I want to start with, and I teased it at the beginning, but it comes from from my guy uh, Tua Marino on Twitter. Dolphins fan, actually, but thank you for following the show and everything like that. But he says, you have already shown you are a huge Malik Willis stan. I'm going to object. I'm excited about what Malik Willis could be, but I've also been very open about the fact that he needs a ton of development. So, I don't know about that, but all right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll accept your pretense to move forward. What happens when Tannehill has a great year, leads them to the playoffs, wins a few playoff games, possibly takes them to the AFC Championship or Super Bowl? What then? Do the Titans trade him or offer him a contract extension? This is pretty simple to me. All right. If Ryan Tannehill balls out, if he looks like he did in 2019 and 2020, that's a good thing for the Titans. That's a good thing. And here's what I would do. If he wins a playoff game, wins a couple playoff games, well, he's under contract in 2023. So you just keep him. You just keep him. It's that simple. If he balls out, you keep him. Now, the other aspect to this is how good is Malik? So if Tannehill balls out in 2022, but Malik is ready to go in 2023, well, then that's great for the Titans. You could probably trade Ryan Tannehill at that point in time. So Ryan Tannehill balling out for the Titans would be a great thing, either for his trade value or, hey, like I said at the beginning, Malik has some things he's got to work on. 
there's no guarantee that he's ready to go in 2023, no matter how, how much we hope. So Tannehill's so good in 2022 that you keep him for the last year of his contract in 2023. Well, that's great. Then you get rid of him after 2023. You have no dead cap on your books, and you gave Malik two years to get ready to go. So yeah, that would be great if Ryan Tannehill did ball out for the Titans, led in some playoff victories. But of course, also the other factor of that is how good Malik is. If Malik is good enough, then you trade Tannehill after a good 2022 and you get some draft compensation back. If Malik isn't ready to go, then you keep Tannehill. Either way, the best version of this is Tannehill is inspired by the competition and plays well. That'll never be a bad thing for the Titans. And all you do is you keep him around. You don't have to offer him a contract extension. You don't have to trade him. Just keep him around for a year two. There you go. And that'd be the last year of his contract. So that would be smooth and easy. Kind of a, a similar question where my guy Tim Owen said, when do you think Malik takes over as quarterback? And do you believe truly he will be a top 10 quarterback? Your gut feeling about Malik. I think he has a chance on being a top five quarterback. So for me, I think like we were just talking about, it all depends on how Tannehill plays and how Malik develops. But I think the realistic odds are is that Malik takes over as quarterback in 2023 just because of the financial aspect. Uh, do I truly think that he will be a top 10 quarterback? I think top 10 is right where he has the potential to be. Kind of the Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray range. I I, I do think that that would be a, a realistic landing place for his talents. Now, if he goes into the Josh Allen, um, and maybe Lamar Jackson deserves to be in here. Maybe my personal beliefs are, are just coming in. But uh, Lamar, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, that type of guy, maybe Malik Willis can get there, but I think it's it's most likely that he ends up at the back end of the top 10 of the quarterback group in the NFL if he reaches uh, his realistic potential. So that, that would be my answer to that. Uh, Brett, Brett said, Tyler, excuse my ignorance. Oh, you're fine, man. Just ask your questions. When are the Titans expected to change the, uh, the style of their jersey? Let's say it's your choice. What would you change or keep? Boom. Uh, and shout out to my UK Titan there. So the Titans just changed their jerseys in 2018. You have to keep your jerseys for five years before the NFL allows you to change them. So I guess after 2022, the Titans could change their jersey, but I don't think they should, Brett. I like the Titans jerseys right now. I think they're great. I like the color combinations. Uh, I like the style of the jersey. The only things that I would ever say is I'd like to officially incorporate some more red other than just a Nike sign, uh, maybe red pants, maybe a red jersey. I just, I've always wanted to see that a little bit. I know a lot of people are against that, and I get it too. But uh, also, I would like more use of the secondary logo, the just um, the sword T. I think uh, the the flaming the flaming T is solid, but I like the secondary logo a lot. So if the Titans could incorporate more secondary logo, incorporate some more red. I think I'd be pretty happy about that. But that's going to do it for the first set of mailbag questions here. I got a lot of mailbag questions to go through, so we're going to start rapid fire getting through those in just a moment. Before we get into it, though, I do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is an online company that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their online catalog is remarkably easy to use. It's easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the different brands and specifications. And best of all, all the different prices that you have available to you. One thing I didn't know is if you go to a chain auto parts store, 
there's a couple of downfalls that we obviously know about. One, you have to put on pants. Lame. Two, you have to wait in line. Lame. Three, they might not even have the part that you want in stock at the store, so you got to wait for them to order it from their warehouse. And one thing I didn't know is that if you're at the counter ordering part A and there's a professional mechanic at the other counter ordering part A, he could pay 30%, 50%, 100% lower than you pay. Guys, everybody knows that the most efficient and cheapest way to shop is online, cutting out the middleman. Apply that philosophy to your auto parts needs. Make sure that you go to rockauto.com today. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Titans fans, we're going to continue this Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Uh, ready to dive back into your mailbag questions. Got some excellent ones to get into before we do. want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content for free on all platforms all year long. Not another Titans content creator that's going to be able to say that. So uh, I see you guys in the comments here. Jared Wells, um, I, I get it. More aggressive with the red. I agree. Uh, Matt Levy, uh, tighten up from Oakland, California. Uh, we got Fire Image, tighten up from Nevada. Tighten up, guys. I appreciate it. Coming live to you all over the country. Thanks for tuning in. But we're going to dive back into some mailbag questions here. And you guys always bring it with the mailbag questions, so I do appreciate it. Next, my guy John Porter has been around these parts for quite some time. Shout out to you, Johnny. Said uh, Des Fitzpatrick and Racy McMath did not have a good last season. Uh, what are your expectations for them in 2022? What is realistic best case scenario for them in 2022? Also, people forgot about Cunningham. What's your expectation for him? And how do you think he'll be used in 2022? So I'm going to go at this backwards. Number one, Zach Cunningham. Cunningham is uh, a physical guy, big body with good athleticism. I think he's going to be the Titans. Uh, inside linebacker along with David Long on early downs. I think on third downs, I think the Titans would rather have David Long out there than Cunningham, but I think Cunningham will be a primary player for the Titans on first and second down. He'll obviously be a starter as well, and he's going to have to play a major role. My expectations are, for him are to come close to leading the Titan and, uh, Titans in tackles, to be one of the best um Sideline to sideline linebackers in the NFL, and for the Titans to have one of the best inside linebacker duos in the entire league, uh, I think that's I think that's a likely expectation and scenario for Cunningham. Now, as for um, Des Fitzpatrick and Racy McMath, I think a realistic best case scenario for them is to make the roster. I think with uh, Reggie Roberson, I think with Kyle Phillips added to the team, Nick Westbrook Aquina being on there. Uh, I don't think that their roster spots guaranteed. So I think getting a roster spot is a realistic best case scenario for either of them. I think it's more likely for Dez than it is Racy at this point. Um, but I think more likely than not, both of those guys find a way onto the practice squad with a couple of call-ups here and there throughout the year. Hope, hoping for more, but that's what I see. Uh, Patrick Crawford said, do you see Traylon Burks 
And Robert Woods combining for more yards than Julio and Brown, who amassed under 1,400 yards combined last year. How about Cooper outperforming Ferk and other tight ends? I think I think you mean Austin Hooper. I, the Cooper Hooper thing happens to me all the time on my phone, so I know what happened, Patrick. But uh, I think Austin Hooper significantly outproduces the tight end group last year, probably by himself. I'm expecting 400 to 500 yards with about uh, 50 to 60 catches. Uh, I think that with the increased production from the tight end and with Burks um, being new to the NFL and not being able to play all three positions right away with Robert Woods coming off of an ACL tear, I think that Robert Woods and Traylon Burks get right around there, 1,400, 1,500 yards. The Titans need more production from their tight ends. They need more production from a guy like Kyle Phillips and Nick Westbrook-Akina as well, and the running back out of the backfield throwing some passes to Dontrell Hilliard or Hassan Haskins. So I don't think that Burks and Woods get too much higher than 1,400 yards combined. I think right around there is where they ultimately will be. Uh, Jared Farmer said, have you seen Multiverse of Madness yet? And if so, was it good? Jared, I have seen the movie. I would give it a solid B. Uh, I don't think it's quite as good as I was hoping that it was. Uh, there are some, I don't know, I don't know spoilers here, but there are just some parts in the movie, the dialogue. I'm a big dialogue guy. Uh, I like words, as you can tell. But there are just some parts in the movie that kind of are so corny and cheesy that they take me out of it. And there was one specific instance in the final scene, the final battle, where... Doctor Strange just said some stupid stuff, and it made me like, it took me out of the movie. It took me out of the movie because it was so cheesy and corny. So I would say it's a B, and I got to tell you guys, if it wasn't a Marvel movie, it would not it would not have done uh, anywhere near as good as it's doing in the box office. The Batman was a far better film than Doctor Strange, but solid B. That's what I'll give it. Uh, Russ, Russ Zillman said, are you a bussin' with a boys fan? Russ, I got to tell you, uh, it's not that I dislike bussing with the boys or anything like that, uh, but no. And and here's my thing. I don't, I'm not, you know, not to offend anybody. Everybody likes different stuff. But for me personally, I find myself now, whenever I listen to a podcast, whenever I watch a show, whenever I look at a YouTube video, I want information. Uh, I... I've had certain uh, people in my past talk to me about the spiritual aspects of this, but I'm an information seeker. I'm a knowledge seeker at my core. I want to get smarter. I want to learn something. And certain podcasts I've realized throughout, because I'm a big podcast guy, uh, not just making one. I listened to 20 podcasts a week before I ever did my own. Um, I found myself that as I get older and my time is more valuable and I have less of it, if I'm going to listen to a podcast, it needs to be something that I feel makes me smarter, not just purely entertaining. Some podcasts are purely informational. Some podcasts are really just more entertainment, okay? And I would say that anything Barstool, anything Barstool, including Bustin' with the Boys, is purely entertainment. You don't get much smarter. There are some good stories, but they're not talking about tape. They're not talking about film. They're not talking about analytics. I don't feel I get smarter about football or about anything when I listen to anything Barstool. It's just purely an entertainment. It's the difference between a blockbuster movie and a documentary. You see what I mean? I'm not say, saying one's better than the other. They're just different things. Uh, and for me personally, in this 
analogy, I really just want documentaries. I don't really have any use for blockbuster pictures when it comes to sports podcasts. Make me smarter or I won't stay. Now, I realize for some people, that's the complete opposite. They don't want to be dumbed down by all the nonsense. They want a fun time. They want good stories. They want cracking jokes. They want kicking around with the boys, having a beer, blah, blah, blah. And I have no problem with that. But I can't say, um, I I can't say that that's what I want. So it's not really hate or anything. It's just different strokes for different folks. And the content that Barstool puts out, including busting with the boys, it's just not for it's just not what I'm looking for when I sit down to listen to a podcast. So, you know, no offense to them. They do a great job. They're hilarious and entertaining. And uh Barstool has built an empire and Taylor and and Will are hilarious and they put out good content. It's just not what I'm looking for when I sit down to listen to a podcast. And that's just personal preference more than a condemnation of the product itself. But I spent way too much time on that because I know there are a lot of busting with the boys fans who listen to my show. And I don't mean to like put anybody down or anything. It's just not necessarily what I have have time for. Uh, Chance Campbell's season on Twitter says, what is the best strategy in your opinion? Um, the Titans play Dylan Radins at left guard and then eventually kick out to tackle or take over for Lawan and play him at right tackle, then flip sides in a year or two. Okay, I get it. So do you play him at left guard, and then it makes it easier to keep him on the left side and kick him out for Taylor Lawan, or do you play him at right tackle and then flip him over to play right, ta- right uh, left tackle if you need to do that? For me, tackles need to play tackle. So I would play Dylan Radins at right tackle this year, and then I'd flip him over to left tackle if needed. Or you could insert Nicholas Petit Ferrer at left tackle, or you can have move Dylan Radins to left tackle and put uh, NPF at right tackle either way, but let a tackle play tackle. That would be my answer to that. Uh, Garrett Cole says, Who's, uh, what is your favorite sports video game or just favorite video game in general? Well, if you mean like right now, I would say my favorite sports video game is NBA 2K. I think that's the best quality sports game out right now um, and has been for quite some time. FIFA's right there too, but now EA just lost their partnership with FIFA and I don't know. EA's gone in the dump since we were kids, but obviously like um, the Madden with Marshall Falk on it, the Madden with uh, Mike Vick on it, the Madden with Ray Lewis on it, which Vick is 04, Ray Lewis is 05. I think Marshall Falk is 02 or 03. Those are like the best video games I'll ever play in my entire life. Like with the EA tracks, the mini camps, I mean... I was never more captivated than that. NBA Live 2005, where they had the the light-up logos for your special tricks for each player underneath their feet. Just a dynamite game. I'll love it forever. Uh, MVP Baseball 2005, absolute fire. Uh, NBA 2K8 with KG on the front. Oh, what a game. What a game. Um, I enjoy the MLB The Show games. Uh, or just favorite video game in general. Well, outside of sports, um, Man, I loved uh, the Ghost of Tsushima. That game was awesome. Uh, the play, the 2018 Spider-Man PS4 game, absolutely fantastic. Those are some of the best games that I've played in quite some times. And Battle Royale-style content, I'm an Apex Legends guy. Uh, Fortnite's okay, but uh, <laughs> Anthony said, you're dressed like you're going to go golfing after this. Sadly, Anthony... I am not going golfing after this. I do love to golf, but I'm just a polo guy. I just wear polos all the time. Yeah, I golf in them too, but uh, just a polo guy. Can't help it. 
Uh, anyways, we're going to continue with the mailbag. You guys sent in a ton of great questions as always. So going to continue moving forward through those before we get into it. Do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at built bar. You get the best of both worlds with built bar. Yes. You get all the health benefits you need from a protein bar. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but you also get the taste folks. Listen to me. I am telling you the truth. Built Bars are delicious. They have the uh, the brownie batter puff bars right now, or the bat, uh, brownie batter crunch bar. I mean, oh, Lord. It's one of those things where I do all these ads all the time, and I'm sure you guys roll your eyes at some of them, blah, 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 blah. People really reach out to all the hosts of Locked On all the time and tell us about how great the Built Bars are and how they're so happy that they actually listened. Go to Built Bar right now. Locked 15 is the promo code. It's going to get you 15% off your order. Go to built.com. Again, promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, we're going to cap off this Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Going through some more of your guys' mailbag questions. Before we get into them, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. It's free and available on all platforms. You get all your Titans news here with me in under 30 minutes every day. Get all your national NFL news in under 30 minutes every day with the Locked On NFL podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. I am the host of the Thursday Locked On NFL show along with my guy Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. So make sure that you guys check that out. I appreciate all the support. But we're going to continue here with your guys' mailbag questions. This third segment is always a long one. Ladies and gentlemen, because you send in uh, a lot of great questions. But I saw Matt Levy asked a question here. What do you expect Robert Woods to make a big impact game? Um, I would say that by the second month of the season into October, we should see uh, the best of Robert Woods. Shannon Albrecht said, could uh, Ferrer leapfrog Raidens in year one? I'm going to say no, just because uh, Mike Vrabel and his staff have shown that they have a, a strong reluctance to rely on rookies and positions like that. So I'm going to say no, but can't rule it out. If it does though, that would be a, that would not be good for the Titans, you know, long-term, just no way around it. That would not be a good thing. Uh, but moving forward here, uh, Cody, Weath. Cody, what's up, man? He said, Ryan Tannehill will be our quarter or our 2022 quarterback. Yes. So in your opinion, does that mean that Willis will play in 2023 and we move on from Tannehill while bringing in a cheap vet? Or do we keep Tannehill and let Willis uh, wait till end of 2023? Well, this is kind of like what I was talking about earlier. If Ryan Tannehill plays his best football again and forces the Titans' hand, then you keep Tannehill in 2023. It's all about who is going to be the better option in 2023. If Tannehill is playing such good football this year, then yeah, you keep Tannehill in 2023. He's under contract, so why not? But again, if Tannehill doesn't play his best year and he doesn't rise to the occasion, then you absolutely cut bait with Tannehill after the year. Save $18 million. Use that $18 million uh, to make the offensive cast even better. And then you let Willis play. But again, Tannehill has the ability to stave off Malik Willis for two seasons if he plays incredibly well. 
2023. Or if Willis just develops that slowly, then you could just keep Tannehill around in 2023. It's a great failsafe for the Titans. Cody also says this. First, I want to say Commanders is a better name than Pigskins. Not a chance, Cody. Agree to disagree. He says, second, given one more year under Shane Bowen and adding a few more people this offseason with our injured players back, how good do you think the Titans defense can be week in and week out? And I think the Titans can be a top five defense. I really do. But guys, looking at the defense, Bud Dupree is going to be hopefully healthier and more consistent and in the lineup more often. But other than that, all the Titans did was change out Jackrabbit Jenkins for Caleb Farley. And I know a lot of you, Jackrabbit was the most underrated player on the Titans last year. Just no way around it. He was good. Jackrabbit was pretty good. I got stats to prove it. Don't make me do it. Jackrabbit was pretty good. He was a solid veteran starting corner in the NFL. Caleb Farley may not be that. Caleb Farley may not be that. So, be careful what you wish for, everybody. Jackrabbit's so underrated, man. You guys, you guys are haters, okay? Not you, Cody, but just the general fan base. Um, moving forward, though, Kenneth says, one football, one non-football. Awesome. If Debo Samuel goes back to the 49ers on a new deal, was it still the correct decision to trade A.J. Brown? We got to see what the money is. Because in my opinion, A.J. Brown should get a deal very similar to Debo Samuel. And we got to see what the deal is. But if Debo Samuel gets a reasonable deal, $25 million or less, then I'm going to say this forever, guys. Well, until I'm proven wrong by the facts. Which, the best part about sports and making opinions about sports is, we do kind of get to see things play out. So you get to know whether you were right or wrong. The Titans should not have traded A.J. Brown. It's a terrible decision. So we'll see what the contract of Debo Samuel is, and that'll either affirm or make me change my mind about what the Titans did. But the non-football question is, in honor of the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series, starts on May 25th, I believe, what is your favorite scene in Star Wars that has Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, Dueling of the Fates. The battle between Darth Maul and uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, excellent. Uh, where Qui-Gon's killed. Uh, you got to put in... Uh, I have the high ground, Anakin! Uh, the final battle there in the, the early 2000s trilogy uh, with Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker before he makes a complete turn to Darth Vader. You were my brother, Anakin! <laughs> Love it. Um, and then one of the things that I loved as a kid when my dad first showed me the Star Wars movies uh, that I'll always love is just the, uh, these are not the droids you're looking for. I do that like multiple times a week with like other things. It's a joke I make when I'm trying to influence people. I want them to do what I want. And they know that I'm trying to get them to do something. I'm going to be like, you know, you will get me some water when I say to my girlfriend or something like that. So I got to go with, I got to go with those three things, but uh, very excited for, uh, for Obi-Wan, the series. It's going to be awesome. Um, Taisei Fu, I hope I said your name right, Taisei. Um, if J-Rob chose to move on from Tannehill next offseason, could we see Tannehill getting traded next offseason rather than cut? What are the cap implications of a trade 
versus the 18 million saved by a cut. Okay, so it depends on when the trade would take place. The only thing that could really save the Titans money if they kept Ryan Tannehill past June 1st of 2023 and then they traded him, the dead cap would only be $9 million instead of $18 million. So if the Titans trade Tannehill after June 1st, 2023, then it would only be $9 million in dead cap. But personally, if they're going to move on from Tannehill and they know that at the beginning of the offseason, you just cut bait with him early and, and move on from there. Next, Dylan says two questions. God forbid, if Henry isn't the same as he was and falls off this year, how do you think the Titans offense is going to evolve from power run to Malik and Traylon? Uh, okay, I'll answer that first before I get to your second question, Dylan, because it's funny. Okay, so for me, I think the Titans need to incorporate more stuff that we see in Baltimore and Philadelphia, more quarterback run, more quarterback counter, more read option. Um, Traylon Burks is great with the ball in his hands on gadget plays. You incorporate some more jet sweep action. I think that would all be the key for the Titans offense to continue to be a run, a dominant run team but have to do it in different ways when you don't have a, a stud uh, power running back like Derrick Henry. His second question, though, is when are you leaving the flaming dumpster fire of that Lakers team and joining us Grizzly fans? All right, Dylan, so the heart wants what it wants. So here's the, the best part about it all. I'm never going to leave the Lakers. Just like I'm never going to leave the Titans, man. Just like I'm never going to leave the Reds. I'm in this for life, for better or for worse. All right? It is what it is. Plus... You say that, but the Titan or the Lakers have given me six championships in my life. Titans have given me none. Okay. I ain't leaving the Lakers for nothing. They're what kept me going. All right. With the freaking Reds and the Titans. But I do love the Grizzlies and I love John Morant. And here's the thing I don't have to abandon the Lakers to love watching the Grizzlies play and for them to make me happy when they win and for them to make me sad when they lose. So I'm with you, Grizzly fans, but I'll never leave. I'll never leave the Titans. The Grizzlies are just my mistress. So uh, Aiden Shaw said, "What are the odds of a guy like Mason Kinsey making the final roster?" I gotta tell you, I think they're pretty low after the addition of Kyle Phillips. While I like Mason Kinsey, big fan, I want him to do well. The reality here is Kyle Phillips gives you everything that Mason Kinsey does, but he's bigger, he's faster. The writing's kind of on the wall with that. So I was hoping Mason Kinsey could break through on special teams last year and provide some value as a returner, but the Titans seem very reluctant to go with him in that regard. So with that in mind, I think they're pretty slim, probably 5 to 10, 10% at best. Uh, Kevin Schessventer says, rank these 2023 Titans free agents in order of who you'd most want the Titans to re-sign. Amani Hooker, David Long, Nate Davis, Austin Hooper, Tier Tart, Nick Westbrook Aquina, Aaron Brewer, uh, Brewer, Ola Daney, Naquan Jones, Tory Carter, Logan Woodside. Hilarious, Kevin, Logan Woodside. Uh, for me, the list stops with the first four. Uh, Hooker, Davis, Long, and Hooper. Uh, and for me, with Zach Cunningham, I could use to lose David Long. Uh, Austin Hooper, hopefully Chickaconquo. Makes a play, but I think you can get an Austin Hooper in free agency every year, as we've seen. Amani Hooker and Nate Davis is where I come down. And at the end of the day, I see a more viable replacement for Amani Hooker and a guy like Elijah Molden than I do Nate Davis. There is no replacement for Nate Davis. The Titans have so many issues on the offensive line already, or I think I'd have to say Nate Davis would be my answer. Um, Varney Vale says, what's your best lineup using the four teams left in the NBA playoffs? 
I'm going to have Steph at point guard. I'm going to have Luka. I'm going to have Jason Tatum. Uh, I am going to have Bam Adebayo. Steph, Luka, Tatum, Bam. So I'm represented with all four teams, with somebody on all four teams. So who's my fifth guy? Luca Bronson. For me, it's Jalen Brown, Andrew Wiggins, or Jimmy Butler. Uh... If I was starting a team from scratch and I had to pick one of those guys to win me a playoff game, I'd take Jimmy Butler first. But with my team as currently constructed, already having Steph and Tatum and Luka as as ball handlers, uh, give me Jalen Brown. So Tatum and Brown from Boston, Steph, Luka, and Bam Adebayo. That's, that would be my lineup. Um, and then he says, and thoughts on your best lock, NFL bets, a.k.a. over-under wins, uh, division conference, um, MVP, Titans at plus 140 to win the South, which I think is great value since who knows what Matty Ice will do. Yeah, I do think it's great value. I don't have the over-unders directly in front of me right now, but um, I think that the New York Giants have a good chance to go over their win total. I think they'll be a little bit better. Uh, I think the same thing with the Detroit Lions. I think they'll go over. So those are two overs that I'm banking on. Uh, Teddy Vegas says, Tyler, now that you've gone through your third or fourth draft process covering the Titans, what have you learned through that process and the way and the techniques John Robinson scouts and picks players? Well, here's what I think that we've noticed. John Robinson, through his mistakes, has learned that he's going for guys from big-time conferences, and he's going for guys who are productive. That's what it comes down to. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, to me that that's that's pretty simple. Uh, so I, I would go there. Um, I would say that John Robinson has learned he needs to go with Power Five conferences, big college football guys, and guys who are productive at uh, at his produ- um, I guess at. I don't want to say non-essential. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, but let me just say this. I guess at like. High upside positions like wide receiver or quarterback or corner. I could see John Robinson going for uber-talented athletic guys. But I think at at lunch pail positions like D-line and linebacker, offensive line, tight end, stuff like that, he's just going for productive guys from big schools. I think that's that's the smart way to go. Do want to mention here the Titans have reached uh, agreement with Chickaconquo on his contract. Um, Also with Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, the only guys who haven't signed yet are Roger McCreary and Malik Willis. So seven out of the nine Titans rookies have been accounted for. Uh, Also, my last mailbag question here is from uh, Ronid on Twitter. He says, uh, watching 2019 highlights and the Titans were different that year. Do you think if Houston didn't blow that huge lead in the divisional round against the Chiefs, the Titans win the Super Bowl that year? Even if you don't include it in the mailbag, I still want your opinion on it. Oh, well, I'll include it in the mailbag. No problem. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say if Houston does beat KC and holds on, the Titans beat Houston. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think they would have beat San Francisco in the in the Super Bowl. Yes, I do. I do. I'm with you there. Uh, but I mean, if Rashawn Evans makes a tackle on Patrick Mahomes scrambling down the sideline because he's a first-round linebacker, and that's what he's supposed to do. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think that game could have gone a could have gone a lot better. But anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for all the mailbag questions. Appreciate all you guys sending in uh, your questions and all that. Want to put a big focus on the Twitter questions this time and your mailbags. Uh, one more higher odds, Jonathan Tool. Literally, you got in right at the buzzer. Higher odds, Malik Willis is Allen Mahomes, Rogers tier, or is a bust. I know what my opinion is. Okay, uh, higher odds that Malik Willis is one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL or is a bust? Probably a bust. I mean, if we're logical about that. But either way, that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.